It is the following morning. A strange portal-like window was opened up from the sportsbook office area of the Pendulum Circuit, and many of the competitors and spectators were led out into a vast open desert area. And there are some folks staying behind to monitor the race on the screens, but there is a pretty large spectator arena area that has been temporarily set up and you are being prepared for the race. Now, you have had the night to prepare for this. Uh, you were able to fix up the chariot and get it repaired and ready to race. I think the damage was more done to to uh, Barb's body than it was to her chariot, so it wasn't that hard to fix, because it'd be a bad story if you couldn't. So that is there, but you have each had the opportunity during the night to do at least one thing to prep for the race. And now I have some ideas of what those could be, but I'd love to hear from each of you what you did the night before to prep. So let's start with uh, Stanley. What did you do to prepare for the race? Um, I think Stanley's still of the assumption that he's going to be sitting in the pit crew with a small toolkit and reading a magazine. So I think he uh, um, tried to find some local reading material, realized that he couldn't find anything he would understand or be able to comprehend because he's not familiar with the time period. Um, <laughs> and so he has mostly been sleeping. Okay, I, I think sleeping, we'll say, was a was a um, free action that everybody would have done some sleeping to prepare. Yeah. So, like, is there anything that you did that's actually more, less about Stanley and what he's doing, but anything at all to help your team? Like, it could be improving the machine. You could have studied the course for them. You could have spied on the competition. You could have tried to sabotage the competition, anything like that. Is there anything else, like, along those lines? Uh, I think he's been, again, because he's under the assumption he's going to be working pit crew, I think that he has been kind of, uh, studying the what actually he would need to do if the uh, if the the vehicle pulls in to the pit stop and needs to be repaired. So I think he's been kind of reading the or getting himself familiar with the ins and outs of the vehicle itself. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I will give you a advantage then during the race on roles that are involving the mechanisms or mechanics of the machine. Cool. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Carrie, what did you do with the, the night that you had, not counting sleeping? Uh, I'm going to go yeah. with training. Uh, first thing that came to mind was the gym, which which actually in Roman times, they did kind of have a form of a gym, not obviously like the way that we think, but I, I would hope that there's a kind of a training area for the chariot racers. So I'm going to say that. And in the process of doing that, probably overheard some things like the other members whoever is working out just you know chit-chatting maybe they were trying to say that my horse is bigger than your horse okay i think that that would probably fall into the realm of spying on the competition so i will give you bonuses that are about defense things so if there are times you're trying to defend your machine you will get an advantage probably on those rolls or i'll make it easier roll those kind of things thank you and finally doctor what do you think you did with the night Mike, michael you have a thought Can i just pitch a flashback it's like the locker it's like a normal locker room but there were like roman columns on the sides <laughs> of the lockers right like it's just anyway yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's just a thing that <laughs> yeah. was in my head, balls. and I had to tell everybody. Never mind. Yeah. Fair. I'm really glad we went back for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
Yeah. Uh, doctor, what did you do? Um, aside from, you know, vehicle maintenance and stuff like that, um, I would like to have slipped away to the TARDIS at one point, and I would basically like to go make a recruitment drive, and I want to travel and recruit a pair of interstellar ninth dimensional horses, which I've established that I'm afraid of. But I want to see if I can convince them to be our horses for our team. They are intelligent creatures, so they are doing this under their, like, like they're consenting to this. And I promise that there will be no, you know, whipping, but they are also known for their stamina, their speed, so on and so forth. But I'm basically <laughs> recruiting horses for the team. Okay, I like this. I want to give you some information about this that might change this okay. or see how you want to modify this for the thing the chariots that you're racing are not authentic roman chariots they are a sort of like futuristic racing machine that is being perception filtered to look like a roman chariot so the horses that are pulling it are mechanical in nature and are faster than a typical horse now we did create these horses out of thin air last episode so do you think these horses are going to be able to run as fast as like a combustion, not combustion, like a, a fusion or some sort of like interstellar oh, absolutely. Like space? Engine. Yeah, I mean, okay. like, because even the name I threw them before was interstellar horses. So I'm like, they're probably traveling at warp, you know, they're like running through the yeah. stars. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna go full of warp course. with yeah, that. But we'll say that they are—they are, they are yeah. faster. Yeah, they're not faster than light, right. but they are pretty fast horses. Okay, I just want to make sure you understand that you're not racing against flesh and blood horses from Earth and being like, because then like the idea that everyone else is gonna like blast off on their engines and then you're gonna be like riding a horse yeah. behind. <laughs> them. So, These are okay. horses, but they are as fast as engines. Like you know. Okay, I will count this as like essentially improving the machine. So I will give you bonuses as a to your machine for speed now. So checks that involve like position in the race, I will give you some bonuses on those. Okay, great. Um, Woohoo! Go team, well rounded. Yeah, there are a couple of things you. There, so there is a there is a race map. None of you chose to study the race course, so you're going to find that things about it as you go along. And <laughs> I will say that. One thing that you were informed by by Barb's is that there is going to be a major sandstorm during the race, and this was on purpose. This was why this location was chosen for this this race by the pendulum circuit because the sandstorm blocks visibility in a way that would occlude the activities from the time period. So even though yeah, this is a, this is an underground racing organization essentially or competitive edge, but they are, they do try their best to not be too blatant, not just because they don't want to affect history, but more they don't want to draw the attention of temporal agencies and stuff like that. Well, so. then I'm certainly going to be wearing my uh, 13th Doctor uh, goggles for the race. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I, th I think, I think, I think we went to the, when you went to the TARDIS to recruit these horses, you were like, you like, you know what? I have my own goggles. I don't need you. I don't need your goggles. So, yeah. So, perfect. Okay. We are now the next morning. Vehicles are lined up and ready to go. What I'm going to go ahead and do now is I'm going to ask all my players to roll initiative for me. And what we're going to do is we're going to keep the initiative order throughout the episode as the race continues. So it's not going to be necessarily like a long combat scene, but just easier to keep turns in mind. Well, I uh, split the uprights <gasps> and rolled a 10. Not okay. 20! 10 for Dan. Sorry, say it again, Carrie. Not 20! 
20, awesome. 10. 10, okay. Uh, who has the higher decks between between the Doctor and Stanley? Uh, I have zero. I do too. Uh, my number's a 10. How about yours? Yeah. Okay, just roll again. Both of you roll again. That's a four for Dan. <laughs> I also rolled a four. No, okay. stop. Oh my God. Stop. Okay, one more time. All right, so unfortunately, one of you's going to have to drive to the other's house and you're going to have to fight each other. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, I rolled an eight. If you roll doubles three times, you go to jail. So. No. <laughs> I rolled a five. Okay, there we go. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to go carry Stanley, Doctor. Yay! Okay. Okay. We're so and in then... sync, Ben. <laughs> Michael, can you roll a d20 for me? A 16. Okay, so it's going to go carry enemies, Stanley, Doctor. Copy okay. that. And enemies will be brought in various times throughout the thing. Um, and any more things? There's something else that I feel like I need to roll this or determine right now. Now I can't remember what it Is was. Is it uh, so our it'll... positions on the on the the thing itself? No, that's that's that, that's going to be kind of done by theater of the okay. mind. So. Um, I had a thought. Oh, we need to know. That's what it is. We need to know who's doing what. So we have the chariot. We, and we can role play this since, since, since we also obviously have Stanley uh, does not think he's going to be part of the race at all. And so you get to the, the, the chariot. There's room for four people on the chariot. Barb is not joining because she's injured. So only three of you are going to be able to fit if you choose to all go. There are two stations on the chariot. I will say the size of this chariot is roughly... In my head, I'm imagining the size of an El Camino. Mm -mm. So there is essentially a, a steering section that is like moving the reins and driving the vehicle. There is like a platform section behind it that can fit two people. One has a harpoon that you can control. And it's like a, it's like a energy harpoon. And so there is the driver is a role. The harpoon operator is a role. And then there's also kind of a third space that is a person who is basically free to roam around the cabin and, and, and jump to other vehicles or attack other vehicles and do those kinds of things. And so it's kind of like a, a, a free operator. So who wants to do what job? Uh, why, don't, why don't we cut to – why don't we make a scene? We'll have the uh, – so Barb's is looking at the, the vehicle and saying to y'all, okay, so – yeah, um, I need one of you to drive. One of you needs to be able to fire that bad boy. And one of you can do, I guess, whatever needs to be done, like fixing the machine as, as things go. So I would join you, but I got the arm, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, Stanley, you don't have experience with ninth dimensional horses, do you? Yeah. So let me just run this by you quick, because there's three positions there, right? There's, there's, there's a harpoonist who fires a harpoon. I'll be honest, I have zero harpoon experience i have no experience no expertise no knowledge and skills i can bring to the harpoon table the other thing is wandering about the cavern prepping to jump over to other vehicles other wagons chariots what have you i have not jumped since 1992 so right. it is probably not gonna happen right. so i think just Rounding up, I think my skill set is probably most appropriate to drive, or unless Barb's wants to drive, and I'll hang back in the pit, the big pit crew. That's a possible viable uh, option depending uh, on how she's feeling. Stan Stanley, have you ever played a carnival game where you fire water into the into the uh, clown's mouth to fill up the balloon? Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that is. That's right. okay. How is how is your eyesight? How many fingers am I holding up? I want to say three. Oh boy. 
Oh boy. Stanley, Carrie looks at her four fingers. Uh, I will be completely honest. Since I retired from life as a milkman, my driver's license has not been revoked as such, but I did not take care to renew it, what with living within walking distance. And also, Luton has just a fantastic public transportation system. We've got buses. Stanley, tell me what you want to do. (laughs) I'll drive, I guess, just because the other two... Thinking about about the other two things makes my back hurt. Just thinking about them. Great, Carrie, I've already made the assumption you'll be just... I don't know, shooting and jumping. You do whatever you want, so I'll take whatever. And fixing. Well, we could, we could, we could switch off tasks because I, I'm not good at fixing things. So I can handle the shooting and attacking and jumping at people, but the fixing part—I don't think you want me a part of that. Great. Carry so why don't you take the, the harpoon, harpoon then? Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be the great. I'll be the utility player. Okay, great. So uh, we will. Cut to the start of the race. And so the vehicles are all lined up. There's there's initially like a very like quick open straightaway that leads into a chasm that's a little bit more narrow. And so it behooves someone to be at the head of that before you get to that chasm. Otherwise, you will have to fall in line behind other cars because there's not enough space for the other chariots to, to move through it. So now there are four other chariots. There is... One that is being driven by uh, Sebulbus, and that one is decorated it like a Roman lion. It is actually called the Roman lion, and it is almost like a motorcycle. It does have a, a mechanical horse thing pulling it, and Sebulbus is there. He's by himself. There's nobody else riding it with him. It is designed for speed and maneuverability. Um, there is a vehicle that the Lupari is driving called the Bowcaster. It is a much bigger and more uh, harder to maneuver vehicle, but it's also got a lot more bulk to it than any of the other vehicles on the road. And the on the thing, and then the last chariot is called the Compressor, and it is being operated by the robots, and it is a little bit less bulky, but it's it's a little bit tougher. As far as it, it has less bulk to it, but it has more armor to it. It's like it's like got like this mechanical armor and stuff to it. And so, but both the bowcaster and the compressor, to get an idea of space, your vehicle will hold up to four. Those two will hold up to eight, and the lion will only hold up to, um, to one. And then there's another chariot that's not unlike yours, and that one is actually the team that. Uh, hedonism bob is staking and that one is called the um the swoosh and is actually a the goddess of nike is painted on the side of it to give it the speed vibe yeah and there are some uh there are some strapping young lads uh that are driving that one just do it yeah exactly um so that's fun so uh And so, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So there's this first open straightaway. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to roll and I am going to... So, Ben, you are driving the vehicle and I'm going to let you tell me what you're doing in order when when it's your turn to... So basically on each turn, you're all going to have a chance to do a thing. And I'm going to give you some pretty big freedom to describe like driving and what you're doing. And then based on, on what you do, I'll have you roll. And then based on your roll, I'll let you know like what that does for you as far as position is concerned. If that makes sense. 
Okay. Because I don't want I don't want to have to worry about like having minis laid out and having like to keep track yeah. at all times of where each mm-hmm. car is. So um, it's going to be a lot of mechanics and and like basically like what you're doing will give you advantages and things like that. Okay. Great. Hooray. Okay. Cool. And Michael will tend to role to control and role play the other vehicles as they approach you. And I have I have a system in my mind of det- determining which vehicles are close to you and when. So that'll that that should be all on my end. So that should be fine. So you all have the stats for the chariot in front of you. But the most important thing is, do you want to name your chariot? Yes. Um. Uh. Stanley uh turns to you both and he he uh he says, oh, if you don't mind. Um, would would it be? And I understand if you want to say no to this, but do you think we could name the chariot Lucy? Aw, that's a beautiful name, Stanley. Yeah, that's uh, it's my late wife's name, and uh, uh, you know we're in ancient Rome, and we're you know we're 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 in a gladiatorial arena, and one uh-huh. of her favorite movies uh, was Cocktail. And I know that right. <laughs> was also in another movie that I think had chariots in it. So I think it would be... <laughs> Got it. I think she would really, really like that if she were here. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, she's... All you right. know what? She's our lucky charm. Our, lu- our yeah. lucky Lucy. Lucky Lucy. I love I, it. I, I take the Sonic and I engrave the name Lucy on the, on the side. Right. Okay, so you are on the starting line. Everyone is lined up and ready to go. Uh, the presenter is is up in like a a booth, and uh, somewhere Greg Proops and another guy are doing color commentary. <laughs> but, but that's not going to be audible from inside the car. So you won't inside the chariot. So you won't hear any of that. But it's it's okay, very so good. Um, <laughs> and then, hi okay. Greg. Yeah, hi. We're not going to need you this week. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. The, yeah, the, I just found out myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I thought it'd be kind of, yeah. Okay, well, uh, while Ben's milking this bit, we're going to have the rest right. of this. So I've got to go, I've got to go to the race. So I've got to go to the race. Oh, Stanley, yeah. Stanley is a milkman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's anyway. All right, let's go. Hey. All right. So, we shall begin. So, the presenter is up in the stands, and he just announces, like, racers. You are now at the culmination of the final event of the pendulum season. Please commence racing in three, two, one. Ignition! All right, so we're in the beginning. Uh, Carrie, what are you doing at the very beginning of all this? Well, as, as, so everyone is speeding off, everyone's peeling out, you're moving. Uh, Carrie, what are you doing? Scoping out the lay of the land, and by that I mean like where everybody's positions is, because it, there's not, it's not violence right now. It's not good time to do violence right now. Yet. Okay. Uh, it is, yeah, so I will go ahead and give you an advantage on your next attack because okay. you are preparing for an attack. You're, you're harpooning, right? Yes, yes, I'm by the harpoon. Right. Uh, and we said that that was kind of like on an upper level, right? So it gives you that nice kind of view. The harpoon is a little bit... You actually have a little bit of cover because of the harpoon. So, like, if someone tries to attack you, they actually have a disadvantage on it. Got it, got it. Um, Yeah. So, great. Um, Okay, the first vehicle that is near you as the race begins is going to be the compressor, the machine-operated one. And, uh, Michael, I will let you decide what that vehicle is going to do for this turn. Okay. I'm pulling up the stats for the compressor. Uh, So... 
the, the, the machine you see drive up is like a sort of mathematically perfect, some might say cube-like, but really <laughs> aerodynamic um, vehicle that drives up next to you uh, called the Compressor. There are a series of robots who all look weirdly identical. Robots. Um, and they are piloted, uh, by, they're headed by a robot called H264. Uh, this is, of course, a video codec that has gone insane and wants revenge. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, I think the compressor is going to deploy. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to fire the armor-piercing weapons. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Go ahead and make a attack roll using that ship's, that, that chariot's uh, harpoon stats. Oh no, I rolled a nat 20. Oh no! Oh, you did? oh my gosh. Okay. Um, actually, do you have a harpoon on that one? I have two harpoon yeah, flares. Okay. Uh, I've decided that they're magnetic railguns that just sort of fire magnetic. Big, big nails. Big nails. So, yeah. So, Michael, you roll. Uh, you, 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 your harpoon hits. I think this first shot does exactly 10 damage, which doesn't break the damage threshold for the chariot, but I think it does give them a quick, a bit of a spook. I'll say that it knocks them off course a little bit, and so you are able to now take position in front of them. That's what you successfully succeeded in doing instead of damaging them, which I think, which I think makes more sense as we go on anyway. So the compressor has now moved ahead of the main player's vehicle. Now that is the, the end of the enemy's turn. Uh, now it is Stanley. What are you going to do to try to make up for that or to maneuver around? Um, I think... Hmm... I kind of want to just try and gun it um, as yeah. much as is possible, um, just to kind of try to get ahead of the pack and avoid any uh, immediate sidearm carnage. Okay, why don't you make a... Okay, the vehicle has a dexterity of two. I think, that, I think you're looking for dexterity, essentially, like quickness, swiftness. So why don't you make a dexterity check for me, um, and I'm going to lower the DC because of your prep you did the night before. So go ahead and roll the dice and tell me how well you roll. Okay, I'm actually, that actually becomes plus three for me because of my jack-of-all-trades trait, which allows me Ooh. to add half of my proficiency bonus rounded down to any ability check that I make that doesn't already okay. include my proficiency bonus. That's going to be plus I'll three. let you do that because, you're, you're, yeah, it makes sense, makes sense of your stats would be involved here. Uh, I rolled a 16 plus 3, 19. No, 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 Yeah, no. that's a really good roll. I'm going to say you were able to mitigate the effect of this enemy attack on your cool. on your thing. So now you are now neck and neck with the compressor still. All right. Doctor, your turn. Would you say that the magnetic harpoon that is now sticking in the side of our vehicle is 10 pounds or fewer? It doesn't stick. It, it's like a blast. So it hits it and then like it like ricocheted off. But oh, we okay. did say the threshold damage. It, it did not It did not hook onto you completely. So Okay, yeah. Michael had said magnetic. I was just wondering if it was just... Uh... Oh, you did say magnetic, didn't you? I meant, um, I meant how it fires, not okay. the harpoon. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry. No, I just wanted to, I just wanted to see if it was force. available yeah. as a, uh, a thingy. Yeah. Wrong um, hand wavium fake sci-fi thing. No worries. I, you know. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, then what I would like to do is, um, since the uh, compressor, the, the, the robot, the, the robot cart is the one robot. closest, um, I, <laughs> there's no way I'd know that the H264, I was going to make a joke about 
trying to down. You could have met him. In the, you met him overnight. That's fine. Okay, we met then. last night. I'm not a fan. Great. So I'm going to use the Sonic, and I'm going to transmit the uh, Windows ME version of uh, Windows Media Player, which is not compatible with that codec. <laughs> and I'm going to try to uh, disable that cart uh, by, you know, by targeting the, oh, wow. the, the cart. Okay, not, not go the... ahead and make for me a science check for me to see if you're... And you can use your sonic stats to add to this. Yes, yeah, so uh, since science is an intelligence, I get uh, advantage on this role. I would okay. also... I can, as a reaction, I have bet, been there, done that, which lets me help by adding 2d4 to a single ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Would I be able to do that as a reaction to what uh, Dan is doing? Does that requ does that skill that quip require you to, or that ability require you to see the thing happening? Uh, you can draw upon your experiences to aid or hinder a creature within sixty feet of you. Um, they just have to be within sixty feet. It doesn't say. I have to see yeah, it. I'll let you have it. Why not? Uh, I got a twenty-two in total. Yeah, that works. Okay, uh, Michael, I'm gonna to say, <laughs> what's that? Add nine. So to that's. That. So that's what thirty one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's super successful. So Amazing. you know what we've already we've already now eliminated a competitor from the competition Ooh. that happened way faster than I thought it was going to. But they that all... is just too good of a thing. Sorry, What's so that, Michael? I'm just picturing inside the compressor. They all all the all the robots have like Daft Punk video screens for faces, and they all just go blue screen of death. And like fall <laughs> in their various chairs, and just the the car just I... lists to a stop. I am picturing one with the orange text on it that says it is now safe to turn off your computer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I did not expect us to eliminate a competitor this early in the story, but I have to reward genius idea with genius response. So that was so uh, good. That yeah. is where we are now. I'm gonna roll out of the remaining vehicles to see who is able to pull ahead and get to the uh, the tunnel first. Okay, the the current uh, person in charge in the lead is the Roman Lion. So Sebulbus is now, which makes sense. He's got the quickest little vehicle. <laughs> He's able to sprint ahead, and so he is currently in the lead. And you are able to all swoop through into this into this canyon area. And so now you are in the canyon. Now you are in the canyon, and it is a lot of like whipping around co corners and turns and maneuvering. So that's going to be what's kind of required of you here. Mm. Uh, you won't be able to get up next to a machine, but you can get sandwiched between machines. So and we'll see who's going to be up there. So that's the that's the end of that round there. Uh, so we're at the top of the order now, and we have Carrie, who is now. What what do you choose to do? Huh. I just don't think it's time to shoot yet either, because. Like, it, it's not like a ricochet sort of blast, right? It's like you shoot it and then it just, like, goes through. It wouldn't, like, ping, ping, ping across the walls. Um, I mean, I, I think whatever's more fun for flavor, whatever you feel like you want it to do is what we'll I mean, do. So it's up to you. I mean, look, if I can go for a trick shot, because I get two attacks if I can, if I attack, like, if, if we... <laughs> I'm not above well, it. Well, you'll only get one with this because it's not your physical form. Oh, it's touche. the machine you're firing. Touche. So. Yeah, you're uh, using a, a device. <laughs> uh, no, hmm. uh, no, Joe, it's a Porsche, not not touche. <laughs> yeah. Are we within five feet of anybody? Um, No, because I, I, I think there's like five feet on either side of you with just the car itself. Okay. So. I'm so okay. far ahead. Oh, no. 
Uh, I'm really into character. I apologize. No, you're <laughs> good. Maybe the character's me now? Uh-oh. Uh, no, I think Harry's Yeah, still... I, I, see, I see what you're saying with the, with, the, with the raking sides. The problem with raking sides is that everyone's either in front of or behind you, so they wouldn't be uh, impacted right. by that. Right, right. Well, yeah, I think I think Carrie's just still scoping out. It's just I know I'm not choosing violence. I can't believe I'm not choosing violence two times okay. in a row, but I'm not. I will I will let you hold your turn, and if you decide to drop back into the order during this turn, you can uh, you can fire if you want. Yeah, I just there's okay. no reason to fire yet, so okay, no impetus. Um, all right, that is your turn, uh, Michael. As the enemy, I'll tell you that the vehicle closest to them now is going to be uh, well, that's. The compressor, so I'll roll again. Okay, so it, sound, it looks like these people are behind Sebulbus. Sebulbus is in the lead. The next vehicle behind Sebulbus is the Lucy. So, and then I'll say um, behind them is going to be the Bowcaster. So they are currently sandwiched between Sebulbus and the Bowcaster. So I'll let you decide which one of those two enemies is going to do something if they are doing anything at all. Uh, I think we cut to the interior of the Bowcaster. Uh, inside, you see a Lupari who looks suspiciously like Muttley from Wacky Races. Don't worry about it. Uh, and he sits there, and he brings down a sort of periscope with, like, a targeting thing on it. And he goes, uh, and prepares to fire uh, one of the bowcaster's weapons. All right, so uh, the hound is going to fire the wrecking ball uh, at Lucy. Uh-oh. Well, the Lucy. Lucky Lucy? We'll see. Ha-ha! Okay, go ahead and make for me a melee weapon attack. So roll roll d20 and add 9 to it. A, a, an unspecial 20. A mathematical 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you rolled it. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, I... For some reason, I was thinking you meant the the dice, and I'm like, yes, I know what dice I'm supposed to roll. Just roll it. No, okay, so yeah, you hit it. Of a twi- Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the armor class of the the vehicle is a 21, so you actually do not hit it. So uh, it's basically you all see this wrecking ball swing by you, and and luckily you're able to duck underneath it, and it does not hit you. Can I shoot goes. in retaliation of that? Yeah, that can be your turn. Okay, because I was like, it's, I don't know. They would shut me down for choosing violence before. <laughs> I mean, I started it. You're, I let know. me put it this way. You are in, the name of this episode is Death Race 200. And so I think you're allowed to choose violence all you want in Death Race 200. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You were, you were literally given a harpoon station on a battle chariot. <laughs> I think you're allowed to choose violence this time. Around. Yeah, if we wanted you to be like, like non, we would have given you like a bubble station. Or like <laughs> I appreciate a, it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Carrie, what's your attack? Yeah, you gonna I'll, fire the harpoon. Yes, yes, I'm gonna fire the harpoon that we have. Okay. I rolled a five. Plus seven. That is gonna be a twelve. So that's not hit. So you fire the harpoon, and it it does it just like the energy bolt goes screaming past the bowcaster and does not do any damage to it. All right, uh, now it is Stanley's turn. Stanley, you have had this wrecking ball swung at you. You are behind this motorbike and sort of kind of vibe, and you are now dodging attacks from a vehicle right behind you. And what are you going to do next? Um, I'm going to use the uh, Duke 
Duke reaction. If the okay. chariot is able to move, the driver can use its reaction to grant the chariot advantage on a dexterity saving. Okay. That'll be what you do for this turn. That's great. So okay. we'll keep that in mind for the next time that we need to make a saving throw. Okay. And that's great. Uh, Doctor. Are, do we have any means of communicating with the other vehicles, like whether it's a short radio or anything? I'm going to say no, because I don't think that would be making a lot of sense. So. Okay. Uh, then would you say the Lupari vehicle behind us is within 30 feet, or is it within 60 feet? Because uh, most of my things I'd say it's within 60 things. feet. Okay. Now. Uh, so if it's 60 feet, uh, so I'm going to use Stroke of Genius, which is one of my class abilities. Uh, I have four of those that I can use per day. And this one is any hostile creature within 60 feet of you that can hear you. So I'll, I will be shouting over the noise of the race. Um, they have to make an intelligence save. And if they fail, it's uh, 3d6 damage plus my intelligence modifier. Okay. Um, what are you going to shout? Michael, for this, I'll have you use the driver stats for this. So um, you can either use uh, the hound's stats or you can use just like one of the, one of the stats for the driver. That's fine. Uh, I think so. It's an intelligence saving throw, you said? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that will be a plus one for you, Michael. Dan, what are you yelling? Uh, the doctor sees the Lupari and says, Let's face it, you're all very good boys and girls, but we're going to win this race. And if you do, there's a nice ball in it for all of you. He's like shouting this from the back of <laughs> wow. our car. That seems racist. All right. Uh, so it's a DC 15 intelligence. Okay. I, I got a five. Well, so, okay. So <laughs> I, I know we were all a little worried there, but, but inside the bowcaster, the hound goes, Tennis? The type <laughs> of ball. <laughs> and what does that do for them, Dan? Uh, they are going to take, I just rolled, uh, ten, 14 uh, damage, uh, logical damage. Or okay. So what we'll do to, to reflect that is... Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and knock it off the overall uh, hit points of that vehicle. So that makes sense to me. Okay, cool. So. And that's my turn. Boom. Yeah. I think, Doctor, you say I have a good ball for you, and I think you hold your hand up like you have a ball. And then the driver of that vehicle actually does watch your hand go as the ball. And as a result, the vehicle that they're in swerves a little bit, hits the side of the canyon, and knocks some plating off the side of the vehicle and does some damage I to it. I love so, that. Love perfect. it. Perfect. All right, now we are back uh, at the top of the order. Let me go ahead and say that we're pulling out of this section of the map now. So I'm going to see what vehicle uh, pulls ahead once you're all out of loop. Currently, the... the um, what's its face is in the lead? The, the, the Roman lion. Uh, and he's still in the lead. He still remains in the lead. Sebulbus is really pulling ahead of everybody right now. I'm crushing so, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're coming back around. Now, Carrie, it is your turn again. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, the the doggies because, you know, we got to – I don't start fights. No, I do. Carrie starts fights and she <laughs> Don't start fights, says leading fight starter. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, hilarious. you know, you've become self-aware, and I really appreciate that, you know? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and I'll describe the section that you're in now. Oh, you're sure, in an yes, area please. where it's a lot more of an open area. There's not like this narrow chasm, but there are a lot of rocks that need to be maneuvered around. Like a lot of like they're not not full like mountains, but like almost like pylons, but made of rock that are like being need to be darted between and maneuvered around. So that'll be more effect. That'll be more appropriate. Uh, Matter more on Stanley's turn because Stanley will have to maneuver around them yeah. in a way. Um, but yeah, so Carrie, so you're going to fire on the, the doggy boys? Uh, well, now that you said that there are rock pylons, I think I might aim at one of those and see like if there is more chaos to be had. Like if there's more than one vehicle, Ooh. it might affect. Nice. You Ooh. know, because rocks move, physics. That's good. I like this so much that I'm giving you advantage on the roll. So <gasps> go ahead and roll. Plus, you already have your. I'm going to give you an advantage, and I'm lowering the DC because I think you know, based on spying on the other pl- other racers, which vehicles are going to be better or worse maneuvering around these. Yeah. And I think you know that the bowcaster is a little bit harder to maneuver because okay. it's built for defense, not for necessarily uh, deck, like, like, like agility. Agility. Go right. ahead and make your harpoon attack, and you get make it, make it with advantage, and okay. then let me know what you got. Advantage is... So roll twice and give me the higher of the two numbers. Okay, let's go. All right. So roll d20, add seven to it, and tell me which one's higher. Ha! I rolled the same number twice, so it doesn't matter. Uh, let's... What'd you uh, get? That's uh, five, so that's, uh, that's 12. Plus seven? Uh-huh. Okay, with a 12... With a 12, I'll say you did hit one of the rocks. Cause, I mean, it's a rock. It's not that hard to hit. Um, right. Definitely did it. I was more rolling to see what effect it had on the right. machines. With the 12 and hitting the rock, I think that you if you had a higher roll, you would have knocked them both off. But since the bowcaster is the one that especially has maneuverability issues, I think that with the 12, you actually did manage to knock a rock that's in the face of the bowcaster. So they had to swerve to go around it. I think the swoosh was able to maneuver around it quickly. So now the swoosh is pretty hot on your tail, and the bowcaster has fallen behind a little bit. And the Roman lion is able to still slide ahead. So that's going to be uh, that turn. So, Michael, I think it makes the most sense now that the swoosh is the one that's coming up. So the swoosh is the same, well, it has the same stats as the the, the Lucy. So that, I think that's who you will be controlling this turn. Now this is chariot racing. I knew it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Dan, but I'm glad that it was someone did it. <laughs> I literally said to Michael, I wonder how long into the show before Dan says, now this is podcasting and, or bot racing, which is also, this is podcasting. <laughs> now this is podcasting. Uh, so the swoosh uh, powers, there's just a series of like, you know, we've described them. They're very like muscular folks on the swoosh. Uh, it's much like a, one of those like boats with a bunch of rowers on it, except they're mostly there for like vibes because there really is only one driver, right? Uh, but one of the like. <laughs> In fact, some of the other ones are actually doing selfies with, ironically, Lucy's, but not not Lucy the chariot, but Lucy yeah. the, the, the social media device. Yeah, they're all just like. Just really like posing, getting their gram on. Um, a a non a non legally enough distinct version of Macho Man is playing like <laughs> a sound like that is not Macho Man but is legally distinct from Macho Man. Strapping, strapping guy. <laughs> yeah, that's he great. really is a strapping guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and so one of the the strapping guys, uh, TM TM TM, is gonna pick up. Uh, one of the scythe weapons, which in this case, it's just a rack of swoosh logos. And he's going to pick one up and just throw it at the Lucy. Uh, Mm. Okay. 
So that one requires a, a dexterity saving throw, which we have advantage on because of what happened last round with the juke that, that Stanley did. So Ben, you are going to roll a dexterity saving throw using plus two plus any modifiers you have for jack of all trades. Okay. So... And you have, you have advantage because of your ju because you're juking. Uh, so I rolled 13 total. I would like to use my inspiration point to try to re-roll that, unless that will do it. A 13 actually beats it. So hold okay. on to your inspiration for now, because the DC cool. was 13. So you are able to avoid it. Okay. So Because, yeah, Ty goes to the runner. So you are good. So the sides do not make purchase. They they All come right. they come through it. But they would have hit, but Stanley was able to, to, ju to juke out of the way and nice. prepare for it. And way to go, Stanley. That is going to be that. Um, so they, they spar a little bit. They, they have a, a jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the strapping lad just goes, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, Stanley, it's now your actual turn for this round. Oh, and right. I think that you might want to be maneuvering because there is a lot of dangerous mm -hmm. terrain here. So Yeah, um, I kind of want to focus on, ooh, I mean, if there's dangerous terrain, hmm, my thought process right now is if there's dangerous terrain coming up, is, is there something that I can do that would allow me to both navigate the dangerous terrain and distract the other vehicle from the dangerous terrain that is coming up so that they have disadvantage when they hit that terrain? Mm. Is there some kind yeah. of sharp turn or something? Mm. I think because you're trying to distract them as your main priority here, I think you're going to make a... Make a, I know it's not quite the right stat, but it's close enough to it in my mind. Make a sleight of hand check, which is basically how you're able to manipulate your steering in a way that like can be like. Oh yeah, like so it looks like evasive. I'm gonna do this, but I'm actually just sliding my hand over the wheel and not gripping it. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's more. It's more. It's like essentially what you're doing is evasive maneuvers. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that it's more about like your your quickness with your own hands to do the move you're trying to do. You're not only okay. really trying to trick them with the steering. You're like, it's like you're starting to move. Like, so physically what people are going to, what, what the spectators are seeing is your vehicle starts to veer to the right. So like someone might follow you towards the right and then you're going to jump back to the left, basically. That's, that's okay. kind of what I'm imagining. Okay. Um, so my sleight of hand is zero with jack of all trades. So I get half my proficiency, which rounds down to one. So I rolled a 13 total. I would like to use my inspiration point. Um, yeah, go ahead. If that would help in this particular instance. Let's go ahead and re-roll that. I think a 13, I think that I'm actually going to make... Michael, go ahead and just roll a, a d20 for me. Just a straight d20. Uh, it is a, a queer d20. I, minor, um, minor rainbow. It's... Frankly, it's a buy d20, uh, um, but it did roll well, a two, so it's really emphasizing. Yeah, I'm going to say that you did not. I, don't know why. I think I think that makes sense. I think I think it's a contested dexterity check essentially. So even with a two, if I add, it's the the enemy's thing on it. So I think that the the compressed the the swoosh was the closest vehicle to us. Mm. So I think that's the one that is the most likely to fall into this. So I think that. The swoosh has fallen behind a little bit, and the two vehicles that are that are currently vying for the lead are the Roman Lion and the Lucy. So I'm going to roll to see who goes, who gets, who's going to be in the lead at the end of this segment. Okay, the Lucy. The Lucy is currently now in the lead as we get to the end of this segment here. Not acceptable. Cool. Yeah. So now we are through these, this this uh, this this rocky area. Now we're heading into another chasm. Only one vehicle can enter at the time on this one. Like, so basically you want to have somebody in the lead. So do you want to try to maintain your lead 
or do we're at, we're on the doctor's turn. So doctor, you have now you are now behind. I guess I would I should it should have been your decision to be in the lead or not, but whatever. Um, you are now at, you are now behind. You're now in front of everybody, right? Behind you is the Roman lion being piloted by Sebalbus, and then there's the order behind you is it's Roman lion followed by the swoosh followed by the bowcaster who is far behind now because of what Carrie did. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna use one of my uh, Time Lord abilities, uh, which is psychic, and I get to use the cantrip message for free. Okay. Or not, not for free, but like you know, it's one I can. It's power. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to send a message to our horses to encourage them. So like, if I want to make Ooh. like an animal handling roll or something like that, but like some sort of way, like keep it up faster type thing, because yeah. like all my stuff is talking based and i have nothing to support like the humans on the uh, on our chariot so i'm going to try to support our our horses yeah i think i think that your role is kind of as the like it's not just attacking other vehicles it's like finding ways to bolster and improve your vehicle so that makes sense like like you're kind of you're kind of the I don't the jack of all trades. Unfortunately, the term it's obviously has a game mechanic element to it. But yeah, you're kind of the like the gopher or the utility player right now yeah. in this. So yeah, go ahead and make a. I'm gonna say a charisma check for you. Use, use persuasion. So you're 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 able to do the message fine. This is to see how well the message actually achieves your goal. So with, tell me what you're saying and roll persuasion. Well, with my uh, uh, archetype of detective, when it comes to social things, I can use my intelligence instead of my charisma. Ooh. Okay, great. Uh, Make a persuasion check doing that. Your intelligence. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I sent a message to the ninth dimensional horses saying, "You're doing fantastic. You're doing great. Just." Keep it up, and uh, the road may be tough ahead, but we all believe in you. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? This is going to get complicated. Um, I'm just going to do the persuasion, because I don't want to have to readjust my charisma and stuff with that. So, Well, it's a nine in total, so that probably won't do the job. Yeah, I think they they're like cool. Thanks, man. Like we got this from here. Um, I yeah, because I had a I had a DC in my head and you were way underneath yeah, that. Yeah, that's, so, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. So that is that is the the, the horse is like, we know what we're doing, but like it doesn't it doesn't actually cause any problems. But yeah, it's it's fine. So we're gonna move past that. Uh, now we are back to the top of the order, and so currently we are pulling into this narrow chasm area. The lead vehicle is your vehicle because of Stanley's awesome work. And the now we are back to the top of the order, which means that it's Carrie. What do you so right directly behind you is Sebulbus, who was driving this little one man vehicle, this little one man chariot. So this might be total strategy. Is there a way that I can shoot after we go through the entry of the cavern, like shoot at the corresponding wall so that it closes it so that nobody can follow us? I like this a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you roll an attack. I'm gonna make the DC higher to hit because I think you're it's like a, essentially a called shot. Yeah. So go ahead and make your harpoon attack, and I know my target is in my head. So go ahead and roll okay. the the D20 and add a seven. Okay. Seventeen. Yes. Seventeen is pretty good. I'm gonna say you didn't with seventeen. You were able to knock it so that everyone had to kind of. 
it, it's harder for them to completely maneuver through it, but they are able to do it. But you've given yourself a huge lead here. And yeah. actually, what I'm going to go ahead and do is the, the way that I'm going to resolve this mechanically is that I'm going to go ahead and say that you remain in the lead throughout the rest of this narrow turn area that you were going through. So it's going to take the next segment of the race for them to have a chance catching up with you. So we're going to move to the next segment of the race now, which is kind of good because <laughs> we can get through things a little bit quicker. So now you essentially go through an area. I, what you just did was super helpful, Carrie, because this area of the race is incredibly hard to maneuver around. And there's a lot of sharp turns and direction changes. You're going north, you're going south, you're going east, west, you're, you're curving back and through. You're like snaking through a serpentine kind of vibe. And then you bust out through it. And because you knocked that that kind of the, the cliff walls down, you were able to give your team the time to get through this tight squeeze without having to deal with any opponents trying to make it harder for you. And now you have broken through that and you are now in a big open straightaway. It's a wide, almost like salt flat kind of plane that Ooh. you are busting across. So this is a really good time to even make up even more uh, speed and ground if you would like to. Uh, uh, but we are coming to the enemies here. And I'm actually going to say, Michael, we're going to skip the enemies this round because ah! of what Carrie just did. Unless you have something you want to do to try to get through that speed faster. I do! You want to pick... Okay, I will let you pick one enemy, and you will tell me what they're doing, but you won't be able to do anything to the Lucy this turn. Okay, um, that's great. Uh, so the Sebulbus's Roman Lion is based on the Devil's Ride, uh, which has an ability called Jump. Uh, so I am oh, going nice. to have the uh, Chariot. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Sebulbus goes, this, Do the spiral thing, you rapscallions! And the horses are gonna like walk on the, the 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 circle around the walls and stuff, and like be able. Oh, to, I love like, it! Clomp on the various <laughs> rubble and get through the various cracks of the the falling debris. And yeah. to Sebulbus, okay. this is just like the horses are enchanted. It's totally fine. Um, hey, hey, Michael. Yeah? Hey, Michael. When you were fumfering there, you were Romans getting it. You know, it, <laughs> he's not that far I from me. What, um, no, yeah, I was gonna you're, say you're, you're, you're playing a role. Uh, <laughs> I just took psychic damage from that, Dan. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's just a thing I can do. So I, you're I'm saying gonna... this race is all jazz with explosions? All right. Yeah. So that's okay. Roman's plan is every Doctor Who story. I was very clear about this. Um, uh, uh, for more on that, go back to season two. Um, so yeah, the, the jump is just a thing that the the Roman lion can do. So I'm gonna get like sixty feet ahead of the Lucy, uh, and as I okay. do that, go ha ha. Okay, there Ooh. is <laughs> each foot it clears on the jump. So there's no roll for this. It's just a thing you can do. Mm -hmm. This okay. is how I cool. killed Wario yeah. on the Rainbow Road. Warius. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'll say that we are. It's, it's actually Wa Doctor. Um, so we are. Yeah, we're we're basically. Oh, that's just the master. The master is is the doctor's yeah, Wario. Wario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we are now it's in Wa the doctor. the fifth segment of the race. Currently in the fifth segment, the the Roman Lion is now ahead of you because it is it has busted through this thing and done this jump and gotten ahead of you. So that's perfect. So now we're here, and now it is Stanley's turn. Stanley, you have seen this this motorcycle-like vehicle come jumping down right in front of you and is now ahead of you again. I am going to use one of my cantrip quips. 
Okay. I'm going to use motivation Ooh. to motivate the extra dimensional horses. I know okay. that the doctor yeah. already uh, already had a go at this and was, I'm going to say, quite bad at it. Oh, um, very, very bad. But this is described as you give someone a motivational speech, boosting their ability to protect themselves once before. I'm hoping that we can use it to kind of like, we're at the home stretch now. Come on, we can do this. Uh, but once before the quip ends, the target can roll 1d6 and add the number roll to one saving throw of its choice. So it's, I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of Calvin balling it a little bit here. But this whole like, thing I is would, Calvin ball. It's fine. Yeah. I kind yeah. of, I just basically want to give them Calvin motivation dice. to, yeah, it's Calvin dice. Um, uh, yeah, I want to, I just want to kind of give them the motivation of like, we are so close to winning this. We had such a big lead that just a little bit ahead of us. We can absolutely do this. We are so close. Okay. You are good to do that. You also, what are, what are the mechanics of this, of this quip? Um, I mean, the quip, the mechanics are the target can roll 1d6 and add that number roll to one saving throw of its choice. And as I'm driving, I guess that, if you want, I can just add that to a saving throw I may have to do later. Yeah, we'll do that. But, okay. So this is is an auto success, this is not something you have to roll to see if it works. Yeah. Okay, It's an auto success. Yeah, so make a note to yourself that you can have that saving throw roll later on. That works good. Okay. Okay, and uh, that is Stanley's turn. Doctor, we're back to you. Uh, I think uh, the doctor follows the action of the Roman lion, you know, jumping over us. And in doing so, I, I want to uh, survey ahead of us because if we're in a big salt flat area and we know that there is a sandstorm coming, I would like to maybe make a perception check or something like that. But I would like to get the lay of the land ahead of us, um, you know, see if maybe if the sandstorm is close, maybe start like hunkering down or whatever. But like, I, you know, I want to read the road ahead. Okay, go ahead and make a, I'm going to say a perception check because you are perceiving the landscape. You're not necessarily investigating the landscape. You're trying to get a sense of things. So go ahead and make a perception check for me. Well, I rolled a three, but it'll be a 15 in total. Okay, with a 15, I will say that you will have less, I will give you a section where you would have had disadvantage for visibility and stuff, you will now have straight rolls for things because you are able to see the landscape ahead of you. So what you can see ahead of you is a second section of, of flat space before the next segment. but bef- And then after that flat space, there's an area where it's still a pretty open straightaway, but there's a lot more rocks. They're not rocky in like the, the statue pylon way. It's almost like a series of speed bumps that are laid out across this huge flat. So like it won't, no one will be able to go as quickly through it because you'll be bumping along. Can I relay that quickly to uh, the other two in the cart? Yeah, that's what you're able to do because of your role. Uh, everyone, hold on. It's going to get a little bumpy ahead. Yeah. Basically, the way we're moving with this is that things that you do that give you advantage in the race affect the entire crew and not just you individually. So that's why, like, when Ben uh-huh. when Ben was able to motivate the horses, now that means – because Stanley is driving, Ben will still be making the rolls and getting it. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're, it's, it's a team effort, so. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. So that's my turn. So that is through that section. So at the end of Section 5, uh, the – the the white the lion is still on the lead, but we are there. So now we are pulling into this area, and like like I've said, this sandstorm is starting to come in, and so visibility is starting to get worse and worse for everybody. But you have able been able to prepare for this, so we're starting at the top of the order again. Carrie, what are you doing now? So you have the lion ahead of you, and I'm just gonna right. roll quickly uh, to see if the other vehicles have been able to catch up at all. Got it. 
Yes, so the bowcaster has actually managed to break through a little bit and is now hot on your heels. So that's where we are right now. You see the lion ahead of you, the bowcaster behind you. The swoosh is somewhere in the field behind, but you're not sure where. And that is that is where you, things are at the start of your turn, Gary. Got it. Okay, so this might be really wild. How far is Sebulbus's chariot from ours? How far does it need to be for your ability to work? <laughs> uh, well, essentially, what I'm going to try to do is uh, try to jump from our chariot to their chariot and try to see if I could control it or make it lose control to hit the one behind the Lucy. Um Essentially chaos. Uh, wait, hold on. There's a part about jumping here. Let me. Uh, da 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 da. Da da da. Well, I can't jump. La, back. la la la. Oh, remarkable athlete. It's under my subtype, which is the warrior. <clears throat> oh. Um, so, and it starts at level six. So, oh, right now. Uh, so it says you can add half your proficiency bonus rounded up on any strength, dexterity, or constitution check. You make that doesn't already have your proficiency bonus. And it says, in addition, when you make a long jump, the distance you can cover increases by a number of feet equal to your strength modifier. So that's the reason why I asked. I, I, I'm going to say for the fun of this awesome move that you're trying to do, you absolutely have enough space to jump. I'll make it a challenge to jump because you are on moving vehicles. They're going very fast. You're not just jumping across oh, yeah. like a, a chasm or something. But right. my concern is the logistics of the last part of it, because if you're trying to yeah. jump on this vehicle to make it wreck, you are now jumping on a vehicle that you are wrecking. So we, I don't think you'll be able to jump right back to the Lucy from it. It was like, you're not, you're not leapfrogging. Yeah. So yes, no, I, I was thinking of like leapfrogging to the other one to control it, to run into the chariot that's behind us, the bow bender yeah. or bow breaker. Um, that kind of thing before I did like the MI6 sort of like explosion jump off. I'm going to say you can do the first half of this move yeah, this yeah, round yeah, yeah. and this will be a multi-round attempt because you're you're almost like sacrificing your ability to continue in the race by jumping off the vehicle you're on with no way of getting back to your vehicle yet. So um, yeah, but we just need to win. Okay. So we're, I'm not. I'm not worried about yeah. the, the logistics now, right now. We're, we're just yeah. trying Wouldn't to. Wouldn't it be messed up if this is how Carrie exits? <gasps> oh my god! No, but yeah. wouldn't that be so wild? Carrie, I'm going so to. I'm going to go ahead and say that there. I don't want anyone dying in this episode, so I will say there is some sort of safety harness of some sort involved. But um, right. Yeah, I think let's go ahead and yeah. have you make the jump and so okay. go ahead and make what's the modifier you have again with the jump uh uh the distance you can cover increases by a number of feet equal to your strength modifier and my strength modifier is plus three okay so you can so i i think you can make the jump dan what are you trying to pitch um can she use the horse's uh d6 bonus to sort of like make it more of a level jump for her type thing? Ben, Ooh, you, yeah, like I mean, Ben thumbed up, so I assume you're happy with that. Yeah, I, well, you, you would have I to because he's in front of you, so. I'm very happy for, uh, I, I would say that Joe has to roll that d6. I won't roll it for you. But I will, yeah, I'm, okay. happy to, I'm happy for that bonus to yeah. be carried. Here's how I'm imagining it happening. I think you're pretty on the tail of this guy. So I think Carrie is going to abandon the harpoon climb up to the front of the horse, the vehicle, jump and get on the horses, and then you're going to try to jump over to the, the, the lion, which is yes. pretty close to you. Love it. Exactly. I love exactly. it. Exactly. I love and it. Go ahead and, and make... Carrie... Yeah. 
I was just going to say, and while Carrie is like making her way to the front, she making she is way. yelling and screaming these instructions or like explaining. Yeah. Otherwise, they would be like wah 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 wah. I I think that everyone in this in this party knows what chaos Carrie is. I don't think you need to explain your chaos <laughs> to anybody. Um, I think that go ahead and make a strength. Uh, not saving her. Just, just roll your strength. So roll d20 plus your strength. Okay. Ooh, 12 plus 3 is 15. Okay. A 15, I will say that you're able to land this. That is your turn. Like, you, anything else we're going to do? So basically, you are, you are successfully able to jump on to the lion, the Roman lion. You are now sitting behind Sibbulbabus <laughs> on, on this vehicle. And that is the end of your turn. Okay. So you've successfully Let's done this. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael, it's your turn. You are controlling Sebulbas this round, and <laughs> a, a chaotic woman has just landed on the back of your chariot. So it's it. what, what happens now? <laughs> First, I want to pitch at the psychic horses. They're like, that woman is the most dangerous creature in the universe. Uh, yeah. and then- oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Joe, roll, roll your D6 on top of your roll, because you rolled oh, yes. plus your dexter- your strength. Yes, let me give you the D6. Yeah. That's a four. So that's a 19 total. Um, that's a 19 total. Which I oh, don't wait, wait, I don't think actually, your crit. Okay. Yeah, no, it says an improved crit score critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. That that is uh, oh. I exciting as that is that has to be a straight 19 on the d20. That is not any roll. Because it's to say it's basically Crap. means basically means that you instead of a natural that's 20 right, now you have a natural 19, yeah. right 19. Ah, yeah, pukey. it's a natural 19 that gives you that. Which I I, I wish yeah. I could give it to you, but that is. That is, yeah, that is not something you get. No, no, no. I, no, I almost caught it, but yeah. Yeah, because basically, basically, natural twenties are a five percent chance of getting it. Now you have a ten percent chance of getting it. So that's what that yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a nineteen is better than a fifteen. So I will say that that gives you a little bit more stability once you're on the other vehicle, and that's why I wanted to know. Okay, Sebulbas, what are you doing now? That this this strange lady has just jumped on the back of your vehicle. Um. Give me one second. Oh, I'm going to use uh, a quip called Distracting Shout. Um, so I make a distraction to three creatures of my choice. They can see within the range, which is 30 feet. I'm just going to do it to carry. Um, that makes the most sense, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's, um, okay, so yeah, I can do 2d4 emotional damage. Using a distracting shout. Okay. Okay. So is this? I just do it. What is this? Wisdom saving throw against my save class saving throw DC. So yeah, uh, Carrie, uh, Joe, you have to make a wisdom saving throw, right? Wisdom saving throw. So that should be on your sheet because I made it yesterday with you. That uh-huh. sh- that would be with plus z- plus one. So roll d twenty plus one. Plus one. E twenty plus one. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, guys, no. I I rolled a nat one, but That's okay. with the plus one, I guess it's a two. I mean, it's a, it's a saving throw, so it just means you failed anyway. It, right. it, it, it's not. A, there's not way a natural one on saving throws. Um, okay, Michael, what's the damage? Uh. Oh. Uh, it's 12 emotional damage. Okay, so Carrie, on your sheet, you currently have 52 plot points. You now have 40 plot points. So mm-hmm. that's like your HP. Okie dokie. Yeah. So one cool thing We're for listeners, down. in the, the 5e Doctors and Daleks system, instead of 
hit points, you have what's called plot points. If your plot points drop to zero, it doesn't mean that you die, but you are incapacitated for the story, and it involves, like, oh, you're passed out and captured by the enemies, or something else. Like, you're, you're Basically, your ability to influence the plot directly is gone when you're at zero plot points, and you are now, like, being taken hostage or things like that. So, I like that feature of this game. So, I, okay. I'll say, Carrie, uh, and... and my telling Carrie jumped on the chariots. The bulbous turned around and went, Great Caesar's ghost! And that distracted Carrie because it's very weird. Yeah. Well, we were well, like right face to face, so I'm sure it was like, ha! Huh! Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, that, is, that is this turn. All right. So now, Stanley, it is your turn. So you have just seen Carrie climb up to the horse, jump off one of the horses, land on the other chariot successfully. And now you are pulling into this area that the doctor has warned you would be much more bumpy and hard to traverse. I think it's actually harder for Sebulbus to traverse because his vehicle is smaller and less stable and also now has another passenger on it that he wasn't expecting. So this is a good chance for you to maybe pull ahead again. Yeah, especially because we now have one less person on the on our chariot. So I think that mm-hmm. would actually help, right? Because we have less weight and that might allow us it to... It might... A bit more I think it's kind of a wash in this situation because the weight actually was helping stabilize on mm-hmm. this terrain. So I don't, I don't think it really affects it too much. I... God, what is the best thing to do here? I kind of want to just gun ahead, but I'm also thinking about um, the car that is right behind us. So I think I might ready another Duke as a reaction okay up to you whichever you prefer yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that i'm gonna okay. be a little cautious okay stanley is juking doctor it's your turn uh is there like a small loose item in the back area like maybe like an extra you know wrench or spanner or screwdriver or something like that's not attached but there can be used as a projectile there can be yeah that's fine no. All right, then I'm going to use one of my full-on quips called uh, Improvised Slingshot. Um, basically, I can throw something. Yeah, I'll say especially if you have a quip that, that does this, I'll yeah. say. Because I, th- I think in yeah. my mind, quips are replacing pl- um, story points in this game. So yeah. I feel like when you're using a quip, you are kind of affecting the narrative in a way. So in my mind, if you're using a quip, this is not a canter quip. This is like a regular quip, right? Yes. So you can only yeah. use this once per game. And so yeah. I think that because it's a finite resource... My, in my mind, using your quip means that the thing you need to use a quip exists in the story. So it's like using a story point. Mm. Great. So I'm going to throw this uh, loose spanner uh, at uh, Sebulbus because I'm assuming he has armor or whatever anyway. Okay. But, uh, he has to make a dexterity save. And uh, if he fails, he's going to take uh, 8d6 damage. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, because okay. I'm at a higher level. It's a, Well, also, I mean, it makes sense because you're flying a, a metal projectile from a moving vehicle to another moving vehicle. That's a lot of, of velocity happening. So, yes, go ahead and do that. So, go ahead and so make... What's the saving throw? Oh, I'm sorry. It's a uh, 5d6, not 8d6. I was confusing it with a different one, but still. Uh, okay. That, make, that doesn't make a lot uh, more sense still, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a dex save uh, DC 15. DC 15, and yeah, that should be your roll. And is it is it like a half damage if he succeeds, or is it? Uh, if they fail, no, I think if they succeed, they just miss. I just miss. Oh, wow. That's, okay, that's a, whew. All right. Well, I regret to inform you that uh, Sebulbus dodges the wrench. Uh, he can also dodge a ball. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I'm here to help. <laughs> okay, so I marked that quip off of your availability, and yeah, unfortunately, it did not do what you wanted it to do. That's a brutal system, but I guess it makes sense because it's supposed to be a little bit yeah. less combat oriented. And then I just shout, "It's like this is why I don't 
do these kinds of things. <laughs> All right. And at the end of that particular stretch, that was area six. And uh, Roman Lion is currently in the lead. We'll see how that goes moving forward. Rather. All right. So now we are in area seven. Um, we are coming into another series of twisting caverns. I think this one is wide enough that two vehicles can be next to each other, but that's it. You can't have more than two. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll to see if the bow cache will be able to catch up. It has. So it is it is behind you now. It is actually a, the both both the bowcaster and the swoosh are now competitive in the race again because there's not been much done to them in the next the last bit. Um, but they're still behind because of the fact that the doctor was able to describe the race track ahead of time, and they did not have that ability. So they, they are a little bit more behind because of the visibility for them. But now that we're in this canyon, the visibility is not quite a problem for anybody now because you're twisting and winding around curves. It's not quite as tough to maneuver as the previous one is, but it still is narrow. And there are a couple turns still. We are now at the top of the order. Carrie, you are now sitting on the back of the Roman Lion's Roman Lion Chariot, you were you were basically dealing with Sebulbus, who was trying to drive and also knock you off his car at the same time. And you, I keep saying car; it's not a car; it's a chariot. And you are also kind of being whipped around because you are going through curves during in a cavern, and you are next to, or kind of like neck and neck with the Lucy. Got it. I'm I'm really having a hard time choosing between headbutting Sebulbus or uh, trying to grab the reins during a curve and really take like that hard G-turn curve. And I think that's what I'm going to lean into. Let's go for the G-turn curve and see if like I can, you know, take the curve so far, but hold on to the chariot. Maybe I'm just holding on to the horses by that point um, and try to knock Sebulbus off and maybe him rolling will cause chaos for other people okay i go ahead and make a if you're trying to take the reins i think this is a strength uh contested strength roll between you and sebulbus so why don't you both roll your strength and whoever has the highest will win this okay i got a tan I rolled a 10. I got a three. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Carrie, for this round, you were able to grab the reins. Now, what are you trying to do when you have the reins? So, you said it's really windy, windy. Um, yeah. So, in one of the curves, I'm trying to make the horses hit the curve further. Like, whenever you go into, when you're driving into a curve, most people say don't speed up when you're going into it. I'm the opposite. I do speed up because it shoots you out faster on the other side. So I'm just trying to get the velocity to go so fast that the chariot actually tips over enough that Sebulbus kind of gets like flung out. Okay, so you're basically trying to make it go prone a little bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so let me see what the prone rules are for the Devil's Rise. I know there's specific ones for, I don't know if you have, yeah. Um, That's got a prone deficiency. As they say in vehicle parlances. They say that about yeah, Michael Rolla kind of all that. the time, you know? Yeah. I, I have a prone deficiency. So my doctor prescribes me these, like, gel capsules. Oh, that's I'm good. Saying, one at yeah. lunch and one before bed. Carrie, I'm going to have you go ahead for your turn and make another... I'm, I, I know it's going to be tar- tough for you because this is not your stat, but I think this is, like, this is a dexterity situation because you're trying to use your hands sure. to control something. Or actually, okay. you know what? I think it might be a sleight of hand check because you are controlling... 
So you would make a plus. Two, you get a plus two on this because of your okay. uh, your subclass. Okay. Your warrior subclass. Woohoo! Warrior. Ah, uh, it was an eight, but we got a ten with the plus two. Okay, with a ten, yeah. I don't think you're really able to do much with uh, my, my my DC is a little bit higher than that. So yeah, um, I think you were you currently are in, in control of this vehicle, but you yeah. were not able to to. Complete. I think. I think it took you enough time on this turn to to get control of it that you weren't able to to manu- manipulate it much else otherwise. Yeah, it makes perfect sense yeah. to me. Yeah, Michael, it is your turn again. Do you wish to be Sebulbas in this turn, or do you wish to do something with another vehicle because the other two were hot on the on the, on the heels as well? I'll let you choose. Hmm. I mean, it's it's hard to not play Sebulbas. Um, yeah, totally. I just because you've been doing a lot with him, I wanted to give you the option. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'll let the drama of the chariot, uh, struggle continue into another turn. Um, that's called pacing, uh, is what they tell me as I pull up different stats. All right. So the bowcaster is, is driving fast and or furious. Uh, it's, uh, um, the hound is very mad. Uh, inside he goes, ah, like standard mad dog stuff. Uh, uh, um, and he's going to try to get behind the Lucy and use the chompers. Oh, nice. Yeah, go ahead and make for me with the chompers. Make an attack roll to see what happens here. I do also, this is a perfect time to point out that I do got that juke. Yes, right, so... Um, the juke usually gives you advantage, right? It gives um, me advantage on a deck saving throw. Okay, yeah, this is going to be. A, this is actually not a saving throw round. This is a. Um, this is a melee weapon attack. So he's just going to be rolling a straight attack roll on this one. Okay. Yeah, I got twenty six. So it says I. Hit. Yeah, that hits because the the twenty one was the DC. So go ahead and make. I, I, it says it says the hit is twenty five damage. I think for for reasons of speed of game, I'm going to say that twenty five damage takes. So your your vehicle went from sixty. So you currently now have uh you have so you have you have thirty hit points left on your vehicle. So yeah, that, the, that 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 chomper did a pretty big damage on the back of the the so the, the Lucy. Our our. Chariot now kind of looks like at the end of Jaws, doesn't it? Like, a little bit. Yeah, it didn't quite, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely still functioning. It's not quite as bad yeah. as the end of Jaws, but yeah. I was gonna say it's a good thing that Carrie left the harpoon station because this big like dog head opened up in the front of the bowcaster and and ate it, just bit it right off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Arr. So you took some damage. That's what's happened there. There is we are we are now gonna be moving over to Stanley. Stanley, it's your turn. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to use motivation again. I'm going to yell to the extra-dimensional horses. We've not, we've we've got we've lost Carrie and we've lost some of the weight of the Karen of the the, the the chariot. We take us home. Okay. Uh, what is that again? Is it a is a it's a roll that you I add? That, I get that one d six that uh, can be added to a roll in the future. Okay. So you got that. Great. Um, cool. Doctor, it's your turn. So the Roman lion is like directly behind us. Uh, it's next to you, neck and neck. Next to. Uh, okay. Then uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick up one of the uh, non-loaded harpoons 
and I'm going to use it like a pike, kind of. And I basically just want to aim for um, the like the, the the engine. Like, obviously, I'm not aiming for Sebulbas, but I want to try to disable the engine his of the Roman vehicle. Lion. Okay. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and make a... Uh, it's an improvised weapon, so... I'm, I'm going to use the say the trident stats that Carrie had earlier. So go ahead and make an attack with this using, I'll say, this feels like a strength because you're trying to force your strength into it. So mm-hmm. Cool. I have a minus one on that. That's well, oh, no. Well, don't Do we want to give the dog to the D6? Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, I, rolled... I don't really know how that would apply here, unfortunately, because the, 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 the D6 well, is involving the horses and that... to control the vehicle. Sure. I rolled a 17, so a 16 okay. to hit. Yeah, okay. that hits. I'll say this worked. I think that I think for for where we are in the story and where things are, I think you have now effectively disabled the Roman lion, and it will be up to Carrie on her turn to see if she's able to get off of it and get back to your vehicle in order to keep going. Um, so the Roman lion, I am taking out of contention. We only have two more enemy vehicles left. We have you in the, at the lead of one of them, uh, uh, a lead of your vehicle. And now we are here, and it is actually back to the top of the order. And I'll say that because the Roman Lion is going, now you are in the lead at the end of that segment. There are a few more left, and I may have to cut through some of them quicker. But, yeah. Um, now, it is back to the top of the order. It is Carrie's turn. Carrie, the Roman Lion, so... Everything you were trying to do is now become become moot because the vehicle has come to a dead stop. So you have this right. one chance on this turn to get off this vehicle and onto the other, other back to the Lucy. Well, I was going to say, am I closer to the Lucy or one of the other cars coming up behind us that's still one of our competitors? Because I could just hop to one of those bad boys. Uh, I'll let you do that. Yeah, whichever one you want to hop to. Uh, yeah, let's hop. I, th- to I think that ships. this is a situation where you could jump back to one, or you could like yeah. basically like the way the way it looks is almost like a car itself. Like there's basically like almost like a square, and each yeah. corner has a vehicle. So yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, I wanna I wanna hop to another enemy vehicle um, while okay. we have the advantage. Do you want to hop to the one that's just like yours, or the one that is the the bowcaster? I, I have a wacky idea that somehow the bowcaster can help us win, so I'm going to go with the swoosh. Let's go okay. attack the swoosh. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make another strength check to see how your jump goes. Let's go, baby. Oh, no. Well, it's a six. That's not a good. She 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 kind of <laughs> not jumped. Six on the dice or six total? Six total. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah, Carrie, <laughs> I think that you are now out of the race. Like, uh, you, you, you hit the ground. I, I feel like so. One thing I mentioned with with the plot points thing is that means that like part of, and I think this is kind of true about Doctor Who Second Edition too. But you're not player characters aren't supposed to just die from rolls. Like this, supposed like this yeah. is not that kind of game. You don't yeah. die, but you have yeah. essentially. I think you hit the ground so hard that you are now out of play. that. The impact of the ground would have been enough to, to knock out the rest of your plot points. So you are out of contention for the rest of the race. I am incapacitated. Yeah. yeah. So I think that you you land and I think that, you know, people who are working involving with the pendulum start come and like clear you off the racetrack because they don't want bodies yes. to see there. So I love that. It's it's like a like a floating stretcher. It's yeah. just like two little like miniature guys with like a robot controller for the stretcher and they just like <laughs> everything's mechanical like nobody's touching Carrie. Yeah. So the next several segments of this race are are like corkscrewing around canyons. So I'm just going to combine them all into one. 
So this is like your chance to get like a pretty major lead because you're already in the lead and it's already harder for PS goals to get next to you during this. So we're going to go back now. Uh, but it is Michael's turn. So Michael, you now have control of either the, the, uh, the bowcaster or the swoosh. Here's something I prepared, uh, earlier. Um, so the, uh, <laughs> the swoosh drives by, uh, Carrie and all the strapping lads all in various cadences go, Oh, uh, <laughs> they just failure disgusts them, uh, and seeing uh, the disgusting sight of failure, uh, all of the strapping lads like hunker down into a more aerodynamic shape on the top of the swoosh, uh, and uh, try to uh, regain some speed. Uh, so okay. I don't know what necessarily that would. I think no. I'll make that a sleight of hand check, or because you're like it's maneuverability is mostly what's happening here, or dexterity. Make it make it make a dexterity check because it's about quickness and agi- quickness and agility. Okay. Ooh. I would say use the vehicle's dexterity. Yep. Oh. Uh, so I got an eight. Yeah, uh, not only I think that you try to do this, but the problem is the driver also leans down and doesn't <laughs> see. And so it actually knocks you back. It doesn't completely knock you out because if you would have had a one, I would have disabled your machine. But since you didn't, you get knocked back. So now you are in a distant fourth place between the uh, a third place now. But um, yeah, that's your turn. coasting. That's a terrible yeah. mistake. <laughs> yeah. Stanley, you still have your D4 from earlier, and you are are kind of almost towards the end of this like canyon run. I'm gonna gun it. I'm gonna I want to push myself as hard as I can to get us through this canyon. Okay, uh, go ahead and make for me a. I'll say because you're also you're gunning it. I think the speed is is given. Let's go ahead and make a sleight of hand check to see how well you're able to steer through it. Nat 20. Yes, great. In fact, that's what's going to get us out of the section here. You are now out of the the canyon completely. And now there is just two more segments that are each just one long straightaway to the finish line. But the dust storm has really taken hold at this point. So there is no visibility. So it is it is a complete open straightaway, but you won't be able to see the enemy vehicles. And that also means they can't see you, but that is where we are now. We are coming in to the final stretch. This is what's happening. Doctor, what are you doing? Uh, are we in that lack of visibility area or is that what's yet to come? You're, you're about to pull into it because you just pulled out of this canyon. How how far behind is the closest uh, vehicle? The us? the bowcaster is pretty hot on your heels. I turn to Stanley and say, "It's up to you," and I'm gonna jump onto the roof of the bowcaster. Wow. Okay. I like this. What's your role? What are you gonna? Okay. Amazing. I'm gonna have you do a. Uh, I'm gonna have you do a strength check to see if you're able to make that jump. Okay. I feel like the doctor got inspired by Carrie, and I'm just oh, so yeah. proud. So Hopefully proud. it's a little easier too, because I am going rather than ahead like Carrie did. I'm going backward, but that's a- yeah. There is a, it's gonna be a little bit easier because yeah, you are yeah. moving with momentum, so because well, it's moving forward gonna... and you're moving backwards, so that's gonna be a three in total. Oh no! Here's what happens, Doctor. It's not it's not a complete failure because it wasn't a one, but I think that you 
I think you go to jump and your foot catches something and you just trip and fall and you're still on your vehicle. Like you're like, well, Stan, it's up to you. And you, you turn and you go to jump and then you okay. catch yourself and you fall and you smack in your face. So if, oh, if it had I, been oh, a thought, one, you would have been off the vehicle entirely. But I, I thought you meant that like my foot is caught and I'm being like dragged no. behind because I wouldn't no. mind doing that too. No. Um, like I could try to pull myself up. I think that's what would have happened. Uh, something like that would have been happening on a one. Like you would have had like a catastrophe. I think you just failed. So you you tripped and fell and you did not do it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. I thought one was I'm off the vehicle and okay. Okay. Got like it. one, okay. one is things go horrifically bad. So that's not what happened. Yeah, this yeah. just means you failed. So I don't want, I'm not, I'm not taking you out of the game at this point. Okay. Yeah. You want? Do you want uh, worse? I, we can make it worse. No. Do you want worse? Yeah. If you want me no, to punish I, you, I will. You want I mean, it worse? And then, I, and then after this happens, I still shout to Stanley. This is why it's all up to you, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we're back to Michael. Michael, pick which one of the. Uh, right now, they're both so close to each other that I think that you can pick which one you want to do. Uh, I. Um. Well, I think we said the swoosh is just sort of coasting. Uh, to uh, irrelevance. Uh, yeah. So the bowcaster is going. Yeah, we'll to... we'll go ahead and say the swoosh is out of it, just to make it easier for things. Yeah, I think the bowcaster, uh, before they're in the dust storm, is going to try to make one last chomp and get the doctor. Uh, so I'm going to make another attack with the chompers. Okay, so you're attacking the doctor, not the vehicle. Well, yeah, because he's okay. he's like on the back of the thing. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like a well-placed chomp could get this. No, I, I agree. I just want to make sure I knew what was happening. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. That's also the name of my band, Well-Placed Chomp. Um, it's my technique when I'm playing Mario Party. Darn. Uh, 22. So I just missed I mean, it. No, that... Oh, wait, no. You're attacking yes. the doctor, so... And also, yeah, 21 is the AC. And I have an AC of 10. So yeah, I think I think in lieu of damage here, I think you are swept up into the chomper, like you're in a like almost like you're being held within it, like because otherwise it's going to cut you in half, and I don't think we want to do that for the game. So I think that I, it makes more sense to me that this thing is designed to rip open part of a vehicle would like you would like fall and it's almost like my monster the male my monster the whale has swallowed you up. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> you are now physically inside the other other vehicle which actually is what you wanted so yeah. but yeah i think yeah that's where we're at okay that is that is that is that move stanley you have this just straight away but visibility is now next to nothing okay um you turn around the doctor is just gone <laughs> well, at least that was up to you <laughs> oh yeah Just a big bulldog head that closes around the doctor, and then steam comes out the mouth. Like it's all right. I picture some real I, wacky racist stuff here. I want to do two things. Okay. If it's a straight away ahead of me, I what I want to do is I want to take one of the harpoons and jam it through the wheel, so when I let go, it doesn't. Okay. Side to side, and then I want to take I want to man the harpoon gun and fire a harpoon at the the ground ahead of the swoosh, so that they hit it and maybe ramp up or okay. uh, get flipped. Uh, I would ignore the swoosh. I would say you can do the, the, the we kind of we kind of knocked the swoosh out of contention. Not the swoosh, sorry, yes, the, the bowcaster. bowcaster. I will let you do this because but I will say you have to give up your D6 to do it because okay. you're basically yeah. using your maneuverability ability that you got from the um yeah. So also okay, I'll let you do that. Do. I'll let you do it simply because you didn't get to use your juke earlier, so I'll say like that kind of the juke sure. and the D6 c 
combined or being traded for this. Yes. So yeah, good for that. yeah, you're going straight ahead anyway. Go ahead and make the attack roll for me with the harpoon. So okay. it's going to so be... It's a, it's a plus seven to hit. I, with my jack of all trades, that goes up to a plus eight. Um, You're just throwing the harpoon, right? You're not firing it? I thought I was using I I used one harpoon to jam the to, to lock the wheel in place and I, then I was going to use the harpoon gun. Okay, gotcha. Cool. I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and use the harpoon gun stats then plus your jack of all trades. Okay, so it's going to be a plus a and I <laughs> I rolled a two, so it's a ten total. Okay, I think that you you shoot this thing, it hits the ground, it has very little effect on anything. Yeah. Gosh dang it. I think I think I think I think that what it does is that that's officially what knocks the swoosh out of contention. The swoosh was okay. was like already behind, and now it's like ah darn it. Okay. All right. All right. That is Stanley's turn. <laughs> well, I tried. Okay, Doctor, you are inside the the mouth of this machine on the uh, other vehicle on the bowcaster. Exactly where I planned on being. I'm going to just sonic the inside of this machine. I'm not even going to set it to anything. I'm just going to turn the sonic on at full blast and just try to disable this vehicle from the inside. Okay, go ahead and make just like a standard sonic check. I think, yeah, I think, I think like a, a like a, you're basically doing, I, I think the signal you're doing is just like grinding gears to a halt. Yeah. 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 Like if I were stronger, I would just rip stuff. I'm going to say it was a disadvantage because it's a pretty intense thing you're trying to do without, like you're not looking at what you're trying to sonic with it. So I'm sorry, did, did you say with disadvantage? Disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do get advantage on this roll. So, so just do a straight up. One uh, let's just go ahead and make it an even roll then. Okay. Okay. Uh, 10. Is there a oh, modifier? Sorry, uh, you're proficient with sorry, sonic, yeah. right? Uh, the Sonic doesn't give me anything specifically. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, I'm proficient when I use it as mechanic tools. Uh, is this what roll is this? I realized it was just a ten on the die. Um, I was having you roll plus your Sonic plus your proficiency bonus, I think, for the Sonic. So um, I'll say science because it makes sense that you'd be using science for this. Okay, then it'll be seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Dan. You have you have made the the bowcaster jut to a halt. It slams back. I think the the swoosh try to move around the harpoon that Stanley threw into the ground and it crashes into the bowcaster. So both vehicles are now knocked off. And that means that Stanley by himself in the vehicle, he did not think he'd be able to drive zips across the finish line and wins the race. I think the doctor from the inside of the vehicle opens up the glove compartment and sticks his head out and goes, hello. (laughs) And they chop your head off. And that's the end of the end. Yeah. So, you have won the race. Congratulations. That was very fun to run. Um, I hope you had a good time with it. All right, so we'll talk oh about it. We'll talk about that in the BTS. Yeah. Okay, so you've come, you, you crossed the finish line. We'll go ahead and cut to about 15, 20 minutes later. Uh, everyone's been given medical treatment and patched up and things like that. And you are in the winner's circle. Now, here's the thing. You did promise the immortal eye to this woman, uh, uh, Babs, or Barbs. And when it comes time for it to be presented, I think the doctor is going to take it. Okay. Now, let me remind you, you were brought to this location through a time portal window, so you do not have your TARDIS nearby. Okay. Okay. Um, So we're going to cut to about 20 minutes or so later, and everybody is, is lined up. 
uh, the prizes are being given out. I think the lower tier people are given like like credit prizes and smaller things like that. And we're coming to the award of the grand prize, and you are standing next to to quickly or quickly. You are standing next to uh, to uh, quickly. You are standing next to to Hannah Barbs Quigley, and she is about to be handed the immortal eye that was promised to her by the presenter. So the presenter has it in his hand, and he begins to hand it to her presentationally. And the doctor steps in front and takes the immortal eye. Okay, go ahead and make for me a sleight of hand check, and I'm going to contest this with the dexterity of the, the presenter. Well, that's a four. Well, I got a two, oh. so you still got it. You're lucky that the, the clockwork, the cogwork archivist that I use has no dexterity, so there was no modifiers. I rolled a two to your four, so you're able to get it. Uh. So now you're holding this very priceless artifact, and you are surrounded by this entire organization and everybody else. I, I, I go to Barb's, I say. I... I need to talk to you privately about this. Make a persuasion check. Because you did just steal a thing that she, like, staked you with. 21. Yeah, that's Woo! successful. <laughs> okay, she goes, uh, I, uh, okay, but, like, you made me a promise, and... I, I, I understand that, and... My vehicle got damaged in that. I, I understand. Look, okay, before she takes you to, like, a bullpen, like a, like a, like a state... Like, yeah. she, you go back to, like the garage that was like the staging area for your and i think i think the org is letting it play out because she's choosing to go with you so like they're not mm -hmm. stepping in right away but right uh barbs I, I i have to be honest this was not my intention from the beginning i did just want a race uh, someone to sponsor us for the race i did not know that this was the prize and what you need to know is that this is too dangerous for anyone else to have. I, I will compensate you for what you did. We will repair your chariot. But for the safety of the entire universe, I cannot let you leave with this. Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. Um, you know what? I have a quip called Rational Repartee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you attempt to dissuade or distract an attacker using logic. Could we yeah. apply it towards this? Yeah, Calvin Ball, it's fine. Okay. Uh, still a disadvantage for this, though? No, I'll say because oh, you're using sorry. this, it's not a disadvantage anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what it does, it, it forces you to make an intelligence saving throw. Okay, I'll do that real quick. That's actually a good way, because this, this is almost like a charm spell, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. Intelligence. Uh, it's a DC 15. Well, I rolled a six, so it succeeded. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, on, on, on a failure, you take 3d6 logical damage and subtract five from your attack roll, but obviously, I don't want to hurt this person, so yeah. interpret that how... Yeah, I think, I think the flavor text of logical damage makes more sense to me. Is like, she kind of processes it, and she's like, I think you say it with such gravitas and importance that she definitely, like, now is afraid, like, oh, this is a really powerful weapon. And she's like, you know what? She goes, that sounds too hot for my blood. I don't want anything that's going to have arms dealers coming after me and stuff like that. So you make it right by me, and you're good to go. And I never want to see you Ab again. Absolutely. Just what what can I help with? I, I'm the doctor, and I help people. Um, 
I mean, you offered to make, you offered to repair and stuff. So what are you offering her in, in replacement? Because I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, um, not only, like, I, I offer not only to fix the vehicle, but also maybe, like, enhance it with, like, yeah. a little bit of, like, TARDIS tech. You know, like, it's yeah. going to be a contender. I think, I think. Spicy. I think that, yeah, you tell me what you do to, like, to fix it up, and then we'll go from there. Oh, uh, you know, uh, new alloys that are unbelievably strong and light, so it'll be able to take damage better, uh, you know, chemical uh, uh, ingredients for better fuel efficiency. Basically, like, we're going to supercharge it. Yeah, I'm not a car great. guy, so I'm just going to, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it matters but, her. She know, cares more about mats, winning. All new dirt mats on the, the footwells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she cares more about the thrill of victory than she does about necessarily the prize itself. So I think that you you actually manage to speak her language pretty well because she's like a veteran racer. So, yeah. Stanley has, you know what? You know what you've got without victory just now? Exposure. <laughs> Well done, Stanley. She's like, but well I done. don't like to be paid in exposure. You did. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that this all resolved pretty well. Um, you are then taken. Everyone's taken back through this window, and like the, the, the area is all cleaned up, and you are back in the TARDIS. I, I I there are probably protocols for this, but I think the Doctor is going to like kind of without saying anything to his friends like. It's time to put the immortal eye somewhere safe in the TARDIS. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that you that's fine. We can we we can kind of wrap it up there. Um, I think that it's not unlike the doctor dropping her her watch down into the console. You're right. doing something kind of similar to that. Great. Um, is there any last things we want to do before we wrap up? Because we are kind of going a little bit long now. But I don't want to just I don't want to just end the story. I want to like let you have a moment. I, uh, as we are leaving the the yard, I turn to uh, uh, to Bob's and I say, uh, "You got a you got a good chariot there. Uh, we gave her a, a good name. Uh, take uh, take a care of Lucy for us." And she looks at you and she goes, "I'm gonna keep that name. Feels like it's pretty lucky." She was. And then Sunny gives her a, a little nod and walks away. Carrie, Joe, why don't you one more time r- describe Carrie uh, struggling back, and then we'll cut to the TARDIS from there. Yeah, as you've explained, uh, everybody got some medical attention, but I think Carrie's still a little bit worse for wear just because these are parameters she's not played around with. Uh, so she, she lumbers her way back into the TARDIS, wheezing. She's just like, I don't think... I should travel by light speed anytime soon. <gasps> oh, that's a rib. <gasps> Where is Mr. Beezers? <gasps> it's kitty time. Yeah, I think Carrie and Stanley both go off with their respective cats and, and have some cat time. And Doctor, you are now alone at the console and you are holding this immortal eye. And I will say, just for sake of, of understanding, you have no idea... There's no way to tell who this belonged to. It's like it's just like it's long since been lost to history, or it's like anything that would have identified it as who whose it was is gone. Yeah, I like the doctor's looking at it. Like this is obviously something that would be very rare, but also you know the, the danger that you have previously described. And like I almost think the uh, uh, cloister bells could go off for a second. Uh, yes, I know, I know. You can stop, and like the cloister bells stop, and. Um, 
you know, the doctor presses a couple of buttons on the TARDIS console and almost like uh, like a pneumatic tube, like at, like they used to have at the bank drive through I'm really dating myself on this, but like a pneumatic tube thing kind of comes up. I love those and... things. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, they rock. I, was, I sat up in my yeah. seat, literally. Yeah. 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 And it, uh, I, I've placed the immortal eye inside and it sort of like hovers and like it almost, it's like a stasis tube of sorts. And like, I, I almost imagine like this thing has been constantly like flowing with moving light energy and stuff inside. And once it's put in the stasis, the light is frozen basically like because the doctor doesn't know who this is and because this is time lord regeneration energy it's like we need to make sure that no one's going to come after this or try to get out of it so he puts it in the stasis and uh you know the tube rescinds back into the depths of the tardis and the tardis is taking it to a secure location inside but it is now no one else needs access to okay. this. Like yeah. the, the, the fate of the, the fate of the universe type MacGuffin. Okay, I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this somewhere very safe. And once it's gone, the doctor just uh you know looks around and sees his friends a little worse for wear and just has learned from the past and presses a few buttons on the TARDIS console and out pop a, a couple of snacks and he walks them over to his friends and says I know it's not the Italian food, I promised, but it's nice. And with that, I think the doctor walks away from the TARDIS console, and if there was a camera here, it would linger just a little bit longer on where that tube went down to. And then... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-